Blog Talk Radio. Okay, I'm waiting for my intro to start. Okay, my intro does not want to start. There we go. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, aka the Jazz Queen. It is Sunday, April 14th, 2019. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to talkingsmoothjazz.com. Click on Listen Live under Zamil's picture. That would bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646 716 5485. 646 716-5485. My guest today is author, poet, and lyricist Zamil. He is the CEO of the Po Jazz Experience, a combination of smooth jazz, a smooth R&B, spoken word, and neo soul. Author of two poetry books, and his new CD is called Intimate Pleasures. Zamil, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Terry, thank you so very much for having me. I am totally excited for being here. Well, I am happy to have you after our last, you know, technical difficulties where we couldn't get the initial interview going, but I'm happy to have you on the show. So thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate it. Um, Let me welcome to the chat room. There's a guest in the chat room. So welcome guest. Thank you for joining in and listening. So Zamil, um, what I, I mean, there's so much to talk to you about, your poetry, your music, your businesses. Um, I, I kind of want to start with what I read in your bio, and we were talking about this just before we came on air, how you said you, I'm just going to kind of uh, paraphrase it, but how you said you just woke up one morning and it was time for you to do your thing because you had, you were putting it on the back burner and because you were pursuing that quote unquote American dream, quote American dream, and you kept putting your gifts on the back burner. So what happened that made you decide to step out on faith and do your thing? Great question. And thank you again, once again, for having me. Uh, what happened was uh, I've been writing, uh, oh my gosh, since I was six years old. And uh, I have thousands of songs, thousands of poems, uh, movies sitting down, and all of those things are are sitting in a, they were sitting in a drawer. I had uh, completed uh, actually three books, but never published them. And then one day, uh, we got a letter in the email. The job said that they were transitioning, and I had been there for 27 years and uh, worked very hard and loyal and did everything I could to rise up to be a manager at one of the largest transportation companies in the world. But they decided that they wanted to go a different route. And some people were going to make it and some people were going to uh, be cut and let go. Not necessarily cut, but be talked into actually leaving and, and offering packages to actually leave. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of a sudden type of thing. And I woke up uh, one morning on my birthday uh, several years ago, uh, January 1st, and, and something just said, it's time. And I woke up, stood straight up out of my bed, and something just came over me and said time. And all of those gifts, all of those poems, all of those songs, all of those things that have been in me to share that I've been blessed to be able to do and write and create uh, something said it's time to release them to the world. And so I gave birth to the Pajaz experience and uh, the rest has been just a roller coaster and almost meteoric ride uh, rise uh, to, to where it is that I am now. A lot of work has taken place. A lot of people have supported me. I call them my Pajazes, all of those people who follow me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and all those things. And uh, it's been a very, very exciting ride. And, and, and thank you again for having me. And before I go any further, one of the people who has supported me tremendously 
uh, was uh, Miss Music, Miss Paulette Jackson, who introduced me to you. And I want to give a, a special shout out to her because it's those kinds of things who saw the gift, who heard the music, who read the words, who listened and grew to the sounds. Uh, it's people like that who have supported me that have allowed me to be here today with you. Well, I appreciate that, and I also want to give a shout out to Paulette as well. Thank you, Paulette. So let's stick, let's stay on the poetry um, here for a minute. You said that you st- you have been writing since six years old. What experience? Um, where? What was an early experience where you learned that language had a power? I mean, at six years old, what what gave you that 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 knowledge? Uh, oh. Another good question. I, I will tell you, uh, Terry, again, it's absolutely a gift. I was blessed. It's a God-given mm-hmm. gift. When I hear words, I hear music. When mm-hmm. I hear music, I hear words. And I wrote a poem uh, uh, in the first grade. Teacher name was Miss Gillins, never forget. And uh, we were we were taught in, in reading poetry uh, back in those days in class, and they still do now in school. And I said, I could do this. And the gift of rhyme was always with me. And uh, I won a citywide poetry contest. And the experience that drove me the most was that poetry and reading gave me an opportunity to see beyond the concrete jungle that I was living in. I was writing about uh, we lived in the projects. We lived in the ghetto. There were eight families to a unit, and there was a lot of things going on. And so I had an opportunity uh, to uh, see and and look beyond that through the walls of my imagination and through my words. And you, you had to fight every day, and all those things were going on. And so I had and had I had an outlet, uh, and poetry was that outlet to write about what I was feeling and what I was mm-hmm. seeing, and mm-hmm. uh, and what I was experiencing. That's what poetry did for me. Okay, so now. Has your idea of what poetry is changed since you begin writing poems? Oh, yes, absolutely. Another great question. Uh, yes, the the poetry has changed. The level and the, the depth of my writing has changed tremendously. Mm-hmm. The first book, mm-hmm. Thoughts and Vision, was the first book. And then the second book, Love Unleashed, uh, went to a whole nother level. In, in the inspiration side, in the love side, in the romance side, and all of those things uh, went to a whole nother level. So it's changed because I've changed and I've grown and I've worked at it. Yeah, yeah. So how did publishing your first book change your process of writing? The first book, uh, Thoughts and Vision, it changed in 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 the depth and the perception of how I saw life. And mm-hmm. before love was, I wrote in the simplicity of life and love unleashed changed and more and looked more into the serious side of what's going on. Love unleashed. The second book went into uh, four chapters of the love, the good, the bad, and it's time for you to go to you. You are the light of my life inspiration, sensuality, and and motivation. And so everything changed because I changed, because I lived through having to go through colon cancer. And the experiences in my life changed. So I wrote about all of those things that I was experiencing. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, first of all, thank God you got through that experience. Amen. Um, Yes, indeed. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Now, when you are writing, um, do you try to be more original or do you try to deliver what you think your readers want? Mm, Good, good. Actually, I only write what I feel and inspired thought. I am only an instrument commissioned to write and convey uh, poetic thoughts, images, and words, and inspiration. Uh-huh. 
And so I only write when I feel a thought when it comes to me. And sometimes it's just through the day. Sometimes it's like a faucet and I can't turn it on. In the middle okay. of the night, I have to keep a pen with me. I keep a I keep a notepad with me. I keep my phone with me. So I may have to rehearse and send a melody to the phone and record it right then and there. Because once you lose it, <laughs> once the thought, if you don't write it's it down, gone. Down, have it. It's gone, yeah. and so I don't. I write what I feel at the moment and what I'm feeling in the moment, and and I'm hoping that that message is engaging to the listener or the reader, whether it's the music or the words. And so I only write when I feel something, and I rarely ever sit down and write something unless somebody gives me a thought, like I just recently had an opportunity to do uh, something I mentioned to you for the Game Changers, a guy by the name of Tommy Jones and Nikki Farrell, Nikki Farrell, and Miss Lisa Nichols were there. And they gave me they gave me an idea for a poem, and I had and I was commissioned to do this poem for their event. You sit down, ah. and you get thoughts, and then you get the feeling, and then you do things like that. But other than that, it is always my hope that I write something that stirs your soul and inspires you. So, do you ever have writer's block? Never writer's block. Never writer's block. More, more of. Um, Mm, like I said, my biggest thing is turning it off. My biggest mm-hmm. things is, you know, are are seeing it because again, I live every single day thinking about uh, life and and whether the sun, everything is a story, everything is a poem, life is a song, and so writer's block for me, I'm very blessed to not have to ever worry about something like that because there is music and there is laughter and there is song and there is poetry and everything that we do mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want each book to stand on its own or are you trying to build a body of work with connections between each book? Each book stands on its own. However, the connection is a flow from one thought or one vintage move to the next. Okay. Thoughts and vision okay. was love, life, and inspiration. Love unleashed, the power and passion of poetry, is the thoughts and inspiration going to a whole other level. So Got they it. are standalone pieces, but they are connected and fluid uh, in their transition of thought and expressions. Now you say you wrote. You said you wrote three books. Was the third book not published, or was the there a book, book that's not published? Being, it, there are actually two books that are not published, and okay. uh, the I'm editing the third book right now. It's going to be actually uh, a management uh, management style and motivational book for. Uh, people who are in business and people who are in corporate America, which I've been for 35 years now. So it's really oh. kind of a how do I do what I've done for so long and some different thoughts and techniques and things that I've learned along the way. Oh, awesome. All right. So now what what would be the one thing you would give up to become a better writer? That I would give up? Yes. You mean let go? Yes. If you thought it would make you a better mm, writer, thought, no one's ever asked me that question. So that that's good. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that I would give up to be a better writer, other than the the time that I spend um, moving around as far as the work is concerned. I would give mm-hmm. up. This is gonna sound crazy. I would give <laughs> up an hour. I would give up an hour a day of work just to be able to sit down and write more. I would give that up now without even a thought because sometimes a day may be eight hours, it may be nine hours, it could be 12 hours. And I would very easily give up any part of my day as far as work is concerned to be able to write. Oh, okay. So now if you had to do something differently as a child or a teenager to become a better writer as an adult, what would you do? If I had to do something differently as a child, as a teenager growing up, I would, and this is going to sound a little off the reservation, but I would have wished that I had learned to tell my mother I loved her more. Oh. Um, my mother passed when she was 49 years old, and I did not, as a young child and as a young man, my father was not in my life. And mm-hmm. so I would have that connection to 
my mother who did a lot for me. They call her Mama Shirley. Uh, she, my, if I would have done something different, I, I would have hoped that I would have learned to to. I loved her, but you know, we grew up in one of the families. We weren't touchy feely, yeah. emotional type yeah. uh, group of people, and so you know, it was we were hard. You know, we like I said, you lived in that neighborhood. But as I've understood over the the years that I have missed her, the appreciation for what the truth about her unconditional love and what she did to raise three boys by her own, I wished I could have appreciated it more mm-hmm. than I did at the time. I'm not saying I was a bad son of all those kinds of things, but it when I look back on it, particularly from a poetic and writing standpoint, I oh, wish yeah. I would have articulated the love that she had for me more than I did at that time. In my life. Oh, that's, that's deep. That is deep. <laughs> um, now, I also read that you are, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're writing for scripts or movies or you want to write for scripts or movies? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've actually uh, written the notes and started the treatment for three different movies. And I have done the writing for the outline for a short uh, clip or a short film. Okay. And uh, I've done the outline now for a documentary. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pleased to announce that, that, that a couple of them are coming along really well. And one of the one of the five things that I'm doing, I am going to complete and finish into in 2020. It's going to happen. I'm going to do it. Wow, awesome! That's awesome. All right, so uh, listeners, that is the poetry author side of Zamil right there. <laughs> uh, really nice. I like that. And I also have uh, Zamil sent me some spoken word um, uh, tracks that I will. Get uh, get in as well. I have a phone call. Let's take this phone call. Area code one four nine two six. Welcome to Talking Slow Jazz. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Yes, my name is Ombre, and I had a question. Go ahead. Me. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. So my question was, um, knowing that you have basically started you know, writing since you were six, you know, it's kind of, it really is a gift, as you were saying, to have that kind of clarity to uh, be able to write things and kind of write what you see and express it in that form. How would you think your writing has evolved from that to, like, now? Like, the things that you talked about, um, if art reflects life, you know, what were the things that you were talking about then that made you win that contest versus the things that you talk about now? Mm-hmm. Great question. Great question. I think that my writing has evolved in the sense that because my openness to uh, all of the things that have gone on in my life, all of the transpire, all the things that have happened, uh, the good, the bad, the, the wonderful, uh, the connection that I've had uh, with uh, my family. Uh, those that I have uh, that are close to me, it has been uh, those things that I've seen, they have been manifested in my writing. They have given the writing, as I mentioned before, more depth and more uh, more, more substance and, uh, and, more, and, and more real because uh, my connection uh, uh, to, again, those that have been close to me and those that I was not always so close to, those things have generated feelings and emotions and created uh, a connection to the word and the pages uh, and have evolved and turned into something that has been very, very special. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, caller, spell your name, please. Um, O-M-B-R-E-Y. B as in boy? Yes. Ombre. Okay, well, that's that's a nice name, Ombre. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Do you have any more questions or a comment? Yes, I would just want to say I got a chance to listen to the album. I absolutely love it, <laughs> and um, I just think it is great that poetry is not a dying art form. Um, and I think one of the great things about this is that you found a way to merge. 
two things that, you know, kind of have been our period, you know, basically kind of falling by the wayside. And now they're saying, you know, R&B is kind of doing that. So it's great to see somebody that's actively out there kind of putting these two genres together because poetry Mm -hmm. and kind of jazz were rooted up in that same time. You know, if you think about the 20th century and you think about the jazz age and the roaring 20s, big band and things like that, it's so great to see somebody in this day and age bringing those two things back together. Um, I lift you up, man, and brotherhood and love. And I want to say, man, keep doing what you're doing. Much love and graciousness to you as well. Uh, I have much love for you. You are talented, extremely talented, and beyond uh, uh, gifts that you bear as well. And I'm looking forward to big and wonderful things from you as well. You are extremely talented and gifted. So thank, and thanks for tuning in and calling. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. All right, we have another phone call, area code 469. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hello. Hi, what's your name? Marion. Hi, Marion. You have a question for Zamil? Yes, actually I had two if if I have enough time to indulge both. The first sure. question I'd like to ask is, through the process of everything that you do creatively, what part brings you the most joy? Uh let me tell you the one the thing that brings me the most joy is when I am on stage and I'm reading something or I don't really read the poems, but when I've written something and I'm performing something and I can see the glow and the warmth in the eyes of the people that I've connected with and I can see them uh joining me in my journey. And so during the process, that is the biggest joy or most uplifting thing for me is just seeing the audience and the people get into what it is that I'm saying are grooving to the music that they're feeling and they're taking the ride with me. That that gives me a lot of joy. I'm very excited about those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Great. May I ask the second question? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. And the second question I'm going to ask you, because um, I know that you put a lot of work and a lot of passion and a lot of time into the entire Pajaz experience. In your mind's eye, in your ultimate of ultimate dreams and visions, where do you see the entire Pajaz experience being? How large or on what platform or what level? Wonderful question. Uh, You know what? I see Pajaz being uh, on the level of of smooth jazz, smooth R&B, the neo-soul, all the different things that I've combined and mixed together and stirred in this pot. I see Pajaz being... Uh, growing its own way. I mean, Langston Hughes started this thing a long, long time ago, and he was a pioneer in putting the jazz, infusing it with the music. And then you had people like Floydry who did, you know, a cool job. And then you had the movie Love Jones, which, which introduced people and music to to all of it. And so what I've done is taken the music and the, and the poetry and the smooth jazz and said, okay, this is the way that I want to do it. And I believe that it has an opportunity to be its own genre of music. There are artists who are who are adding more music and doing more things with the music to their poetry. Uh, we've only had one true spoken word hit, and it was Sundress. And, but I believe that it has an opportunity to be a worldwide phenomenon, mm-hmm. and I'm excited about being a part of it, and more people are attracted to it, and the more people who hear it and listen the more people we get on the bandwagon. So it, it has an opportunity to be something very, very special and here for a very, very long time. So thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. Yes, yes. Um, Caller, please spell your name so I have it correct. Okay, it's M-A-R-I-O-N. Marion. Okay, got it. Thank you, Marion. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So, Zamil, I, I kind of gave a brief description of the Pojazz experience in my intro, but how would you describe it? I would describe Pojazz as an engaging, intoxicating, mind-blowing journey that allows you to be a part of the show, the experience. My shows are interactive. My shows are 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 fun. We have, you know, we clap, we sing, we talk, 
We go deep into uh, conversations about light, love, inspiration, and everything that's going on that's real. It is an, um, it, it, to me, and it's an, it's an amazing thing. And, and, to, and I call it an experience because to hear the music and to uh, be, to read the book and hear the music is two different things. But there's nothing like, as you well know, a live performance of an artist. And what I do and what I call it for jazz experience is that whole thing melted together where the audience and you, the listener, you are as much a part of the show as I am. And together mm-hmm. we, we lift the whole thing up. And that's the experience. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get into some music now. Um one of the songs, uh, and I told you this before the show started, but uh, you sent me a track called Bliss, and I absolutely love this song. Um, your new CD is called Intimate Pleasure, so uh, tell us a little bit about the new CD, and then we can talk about the tracks that you sent me. Okay, wonderful. So tell me about Intimate Pleasures. Intimate Pleasures. Intimate Pleasures was a thought uh, that came to me that said, you know, the the first CD was in the mix and it was more, uh, it was spoken word. It was a two CD set. It was spoken word and it was, and one side was music. Uh, timeless is just that. Timeless was was me showing you that the the the, the versatility. I had phenomenal artists on that. Joe McCray, uh, uh, Ombre de Great was there. Uh, uh, Joseph and Shelley. Uh, uh, Dion Q, uh, Lenny Nance, uh, Fulton Turnage, and all those people. I had a great, great ensemble who did some things with me on that CD. So Intimate Pleasures was more of a, I wanted to give you a a, a more sensual sound side of me because one, one gentleman, uh, Joseph Benzard, said, you know, one thing we can say about you is that no one can put you in the box because mm-hmm. I like all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. And a guy who does Smooth Jazz Magazine by the name of Juan Jackson said, that, you know, we, we love the, the, the CD, and but, you know, let's listen to it. Let's give some more smooth jazz. And so I wanted to give something different. So Intimate Pleasures is is I took the smooth jazz side, took the intimacy of, of, of life and, and, and love, and said, we're going to give you something that you can sit down and you can chill to, and it can put you in a place and take you away and put you in a mindset that just makes you want to chill and kind of enjoy the groove. So intimate mm. pleasures is just that. And the cut that you mentioned, thank you again, uh, Lenny Nance is killing bliss. The, 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 I wanted to make you feel good. And I also wanted to give you something uh, that was that was rich in quality and in sound and in feeling. So I wanted to give you intimate pleasures to convey that richness of sound and feeling and emotion to you and that groove to you uh, so that I could reach out to all, again, the people on the Facebook and the Twitter and the, and the you know, the, the Instagram and the radio stations and the Internet uh, and, 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 and FM and all of them who's actually played some of the music give you something really, really special, really something rich, really something that will make you feel good and stir your soul and, and make you tap your feet and, and, and uh, warm you up at the same time. So that's intimate mm. pleasures all in a nutshell. Okay, awesome. All right, well, I'm going to play Bliss. I'm talking to author, poet, and lyricist Zamil um, about his music and his spoken word and his poetry. If you would like to call in with a question or a comment for Zamil, the number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. And I just want to say hello to Ollie who popped into the chat room. Hi, Ollie. Always good to have you here. This is Bliss.
Oh, I love that track. That is called Bliss. That is so nice. So nice. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lenny Lenny killed it on that. He was doing the uh then he played the uh the keys on that and uh we had a great time. We had a lot of fun doing that track. Ah, that's really nice. Now I want to get into a spoken word track. Um so I'm gonna play Can We Flow. Tell me about this one. Ah, oh wow. So I wanted to do something that was really fun, right? And uh, and it really talks to speaks to today because you know back in the day I mean I know you're a young woman but back in the day you may not know anything about rapping and the guys <laughs> used to have, have conversations you know mm-hmm. uh, game with, got with game the, uh, mm-hmm. yeah you got game and you remember mm-hmm. you couldn't talk to someone if you didn't have a conversation you weren't getting a phone number you know mm-hmm. you could you know you might be attracted to them but you can get the phone number and so can we flow was kind of like a throwback or a shout out. I paid homage to the to back in the day when the brother used to have to rap to get that digits and the phone numbers. And so I wanted to do it, you know, in a cool kind of poetic spoken word, love Jones type way. And so that's what Can We Flow was about. It was a pay homage oh. to those brothers to know they had it going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is Can We Flow. So I thought we take some time and go back and have a little fun with something uh, I like to call Can We Flow. This is for the ladies and the gentlemen, brothers and sisters who, uh, like back in the day, remember when you used to have to have a conversation in order to get to know somebody. We, we, we talked to one another. It wasn't text messaging and all this kind of electronic communication. We had to, you know, we had to talk to that person in order to get the number, right? So I thought I'd inject a little bit of old school and new school things that are happening right now. The question is whether or not brother gets the phone Gets the digits because he might walk up to the lady and he might say anything. But, just, but if he's smooth, the brother be jive and be cool, he might walk up to the woman and say something like, uh, Can I be the hot sauce? On your buffalo chicken wings Your cookie monster without the fame Your engine, engine number nine Of your supercalifragilisticexpialidocious airline You see, I've been wanting to holler at you for some time But I only had 90 cents I needed a dollar You're a dime So for real for sure Can we flow Can I be the Houdini of your ooey The strawberries in your letter Number 23 The cayenne pepper in your Nights of Kung Pao Causing sweat to rain like waterfalls Down your brow Because for you I would sail The oceans of the earth On a raft Investigate your needs like shafts. Download me to your phone. I'm your personal app. Your Wi-Fi connection with erotic bliss. Delivering it with a tap. Surfing hotspots and exploring gaps. Why you're plugged in right in my lap. For real. For sure. Can we flow? You see, I... Went to 7-Eleven and I needed to pick up some change. Bought myself a lotto ticket. Jackpot gave me your name. For real, the show, Can We Flow? I want to deliver nitro injections while I'm racing through intersections in a high-speed chase to be the smile on your face. I want to be your Honey Nut Cheerios, your Captain Crunch, your Sugar Frosted Flakes. I want to be the cocoa inside the frosting of your German chocolate cake. Can I take everything that you feel and marinate your senses and a whip appeal? Color your life with a rainbow of bliss and taste your heart with every single kiss. For real. For sure. Can we flow? I want to 
be your Maxwell House coffee good to the last drop. I want you skipping through the house singing like Beyonce talking about how I put your love on top. I want to hear you humming a Campbell soup song talking about mmm, mmm, good. And if I even thought about leaving you pull a Jennifer Holiday and shout, I wish you would. Can I just take all the Shower you with grace and replace all the sadness in your space. Reach and grab all of your tomorrows and immunize to your heart from sorrow. Adore you in the now and shower you with 24 hours of wow. And if more time is what we need, I'll set up a line of credit with infinity and place endless moments at your knees, baby. You see, because uh, elemental and sequential, I'm fully equipped with the necessary essentials to put the wobble in your knees and be the sweetener in your green jeans, baby. For real. But yo, can we flow? You see, I've been wanting to holler at you for some time, but I only had 90 cents. I needed a dollar and uh, your dime. For sure. Can we vote? How about, uh, baby, how about you be my Porsche and uh, I'll be your clutch? And if you let me have your phone number, we can stay in touch. For real. For sure. Can we vote? Well, baby, let's go. Okay, well, how come you just couldn't just go up to her and ask her for her phone number? <laughs> <laughs> and how much of that, seriously, Sabelle, how much of that was you? <laughs> hey, that's all me. You know, you know, but see, back in the day, you have to understand, see, back in the day, everything was about rhythm and cool, and, and it was a couple of things. You either had to have an afro, you okay. had to be able to sing or you had to have a good conversation. So I was all of those things in, you know, in terms of, you know, or you had to be an athlete. And so your conversation got you into a lot of places and your conversation then and now still will take you a long way. So to be honest with y'all, it was me. And I, I was having some fun with that because <laughs> a lot of it, I was making it up as I was standing there on the mic doing it. And I ended up putting it in the book after I recorded So, and he is darn good, my engineer. He would tell you we were just really tripping because I was uh, listening to the it's a, from the the backdrop of Mellow Waters, which is on the Timely CD. And so mm-hmm. I took that. I said, I want you to just play this right, and we just let it we just let it play. And I said, I'm going to just do this off the you know the top of my head again. It's a blessing. And so I said, I'm going to see where this goes. And that's how Can We Flow was developed. I was just on the mic you know, thinking about these rhymes as they were coming to me. And, you know, I could have just walked up and asked you for your phone number, but it wouldn't have been as much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a picture in my be... mind. I had a picture uh, in my mind of a guy walking up to a girl in a club at a bar. And he's like, got on, like you said, the Afro and the bell bottoms or whatever. And he's trying to be cool and trying to slide up to her in a cool but I, when I was as I was listening to that, I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's it. And see, here's the other thing, right? Here's the other thing. It made you smile, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's so it's that's what that that's what that was about, man. It's all about. It's nothing like seeing the smile of a woman. That's one of the most yeah. beautiful things that exists on the planet, is to being able to hear your laughter and to see you smile. And so, I believe that. That was a nice track. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> All right, so I have a, a question from the chat room. Ollie would like to know, who are the Nikki Giovannis and the last poets of this generation? You know what, that's, Ollie, that is a, a, a phenomenal question. Um, you have a lot of talented poets out there right now. Um, I will tell you that uh, if you go look at any of my work, and if you follow, if you're listening, 
one of the things that I did was I, I looked at Nikki Giovanni, I looked at Angela Davis, I looked at Langston Hughes, I looked at Paul S. Dombar, uh, I, I looked at all of those people. And, and one of the things that I did in uh, Love Unleashed, and this is just not, you know, just just a shout out to, to what I did was, to, but to your point, I wanted to be able to say that I wrote things that are similar to or in those same veins. And mm-hmm. someone said that there were a couple of pieces, a uh, brother by the name of Ingebert Tony, uh, we called him E.T. He said, uh, I reminded him of the Harlem Renaissance period because in the book Love Unleashed, what I did in Love Unleashed in the in the life in, in the uh, social conscious section, the second chapter uh, of uh, Love Unleashed, was I talked about social consciousness in the way that those guys did back in the day. So I wrote mm-hmm. to pay homage to all of those people as well as what's happening in the streets, as well as what's happening right now. And uh, so to to his question. I believe and I hope and and it's my my goal to be considered one of those guys uh to to raise the platform on the level of consciousness in all of our people and uh so if 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 he's looking for a poet and this is not arrogance or ego again it's just a blessing but if he's looking for a poet that has that has range and and versatility and all of those things um combined into into one book into one author uh chapter number two is called compelling thoughts of love unleashed and i challenge you to pick up love unleashed uh whether it's go to my site at attentionrequired.com and, and look at it or, or take a preview of it on amazon if you do it through love unleashed attention required then i'll sign it and send it to you but i, I challenge you to look at uh, compelling thoughts in the chapter of love unleashed and 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 I hope that I can become uh, one of those voices in that vein, and and I hope that uh, you know maybe become your champion as a poet. But uh, I feel like uh, that is something that I'm very very excited about in, in the chapters of Love Unleashed. Okay, all right. Thank you for the question, Ollie. All right, Zamil, come along and roll with me. I'm going to play that next. Tell me about this one. Oh yeah, come along. I, you know, I always wanted uh, a song to walk out on the stage with, right? To get my groove going. And come along and roll with me is that kind of like bliss. Is that top down? It's the uh, it's that feel good cut that gets things kind of kicked off for me. And never forget, real quick story. I was I was performing at a nightclub. Uh, you know, in Addison, and uh, this couple just bought the CD, and they were excited about the performance, and they popped the CD in the car. And we, after the show, they were in the parking lot, and they were really nice ride, two-seater. They let the top down, and they started blasting it in the parking lot. Come along the road with me. They said, we couldn't even wait to hear this, dude. We heard you do that now, so we started playing it. So, they were parked in the parking lot and people started jamming to come along and roll with me in the parking lot as, as they were actually cruising too. They were waiting to get out of the parking lot. They had valet, but they couldn't wait. So they popped a CD while they were waiting in line once they got their car and as the cars were leaving the parking lot. So come around, come along and roll with me. It's a feel good cut. It's, 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 it's what I like to do to kick my day off. It's if you're on your way to work or you're getting up in the morning and you just need something to kind of get you in that groove and that kind of that feeling, kind of free flowing thought. Uh, that's what come along and roll with me is. That's what it was, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I wrote it uh, because it's uh, a feel good type thing. All right, here it is. Be on my best behavior 
I believe that every moment in life should be treated like fine wine. It can be rushed, it has to simmer, and then be served later. You are very lovely, and your name is? It's a pleasure to meet you. I am Zamir. And might I add that smile you're wearing has hypnotic appeal. I got what you want, got what you need. Say you're so free, come along and roll with me. If you want a good time, come take this ride. Say you're so free, come along and roll with me. When I walked up, we were just strangers, but the more we talked, there must have been an arranger. Because I see you like walking on the edge, and I live to have my imagination fed. So let's leave this place and go somewhere time is erased. Whatever your flavor, whatever your taste, with the snap of my finger, it will arrive with haste. Now I know you've heard similar things before, but I promise you after tonight, you'll want for nothing more. So come with me and we'll explore every fantasy you ever wished for. I got what you want, got what you need. Set yourself free, come along and roll with me. If you want a good time, come take this ride. Set yourself free, come along and roll with me. I got what you want, got what you need. Set yourself free, come along and roll with me. If you want a good time, come take this ride. Set yourself free, come along and roll with me. track who's on the trumpet oh that's lenny lenny nance doing the synth trumpet and that's umbre the great the great vocalist and backgrounds on doing the background vocals who did a phenomenal job lenny was lenny was killing it on that one as well uh yeah. we had we had a lot of fun with that come along and roll with me man that's very that's nice like one. that was the first thing that we did and that was uh, that nice. track was actually played in 25 25 different countries. Mm. Uh, so got the iTunes and, you know, the sound scan information back and it was in 25 different countries. And so a uh, lot of, lot of, lot of traction on come along and roll. Thank you so much for playing it. Thank you for playing all of them. And, uh, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Now let's talk about lyrics unlimited. Tell me about that. Lyrics unlimited is the arm of the branch of, uh, of the companies where I actually write lyrics uh, as, as a songwriter, uh, I give songs or write songs for uh, different people who are working, uh, who are independent artists who are working to come up. And uh, we have done uh, quite a few songs, had an opportunity, was close to getting a lot of them actually placed, nothing really big yet, but I've done some things for some people who are working to get to the next level and okay. uh, the lyrics. And so some of the people come to me, it, it's amazing. There are people who can write words, but they can't write music. There are people mm-hmm. who write music, but they have mm-hmm. no words. And so if you have a song that you need uh, words written to it, uh, I mean, I'm your guy. Again, that's, yes. my, that's my blessing. And so I can take your melody and add lyrics and words to your melody uh, and and it doesn't take me very long to do it because I can literally sit down and listen to it, and uh, you give me the chorus of the music, uh, you give me the notes, and and I can I can tell you what it is that I hear, and you just tell me what it is that you were trying to convey in the song, or what was your message, or what the title of it was, and even if you don't have a title, I can come up with that as well, but uh, I'll write it for you. Wow. 
Oh, awesome, awesome. Well, Zamil, it has been an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. It, you know what, it, it has been an absolute pleasure, and thank you so very, very much for having me. I want to thank all the people who listen in, uh, all the people who follow ERB Zamil on Facebook, uh, at Zamil on Twitter, and uh, the Zamil's for Jazz on Instagram. I want to thank all the people who in the chat room, the questions, uh, and all the people who listen to you, and thank you and, and Paulette again for all that you do for independent artists and the platform that you've given and the opportunities and the ideas to grow the platforms and to make this thing worldwide. So thank you so much for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it. And great question. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. And you can find Zamil's music and his poetry on his website, attentionrequired.com. And you know what, Zamil, I'm curious about that. Usually an artist's website is named after them. Why did you name it Attention Required? You know, another good question. Uh, I always there is you can also get to it if you if you dial zamil.com right you can okay. you can do that you can pull it up that way so you can go both ways it's zamil.com attentionrequired.com was actually started many many years ago before I started the journey on the music before mm-hmm. I actually started down the path because I did t-shirts right and so I did T-shirts with socially conscious thought on it back in the day a while back, and that was my little side hustle. And so okay. I started a company called AttentionRequired.com, and I thought it was always a unique name. And, yeah. uh, and, 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 it, and it brings, uh, you know, no pun intended, some attention to the thought, particularly of what you're writing and producing as substance to it. And so it's AttentionRequired.com, and you can do it through Zamil.com. It'll take, both of them will take you there. Okay, awesome. All right. I'm going to close the show with You're My Sweet Delight. Tell me about this. Uh, Ricky James, uh, Fulton Turnage uh, on the saxophone. Ricky James in the background, great vocalist, great voice. And then Joe McCray, phenomenal producer, arranger, uh, was doing, uh, did the music for me. Basically, I took the notes. This, this is what I do. I'm very blessed to be around great artists. I give them the notes. And I say, I want it to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then they play those notes, right? And then add the chords and add the, you know, all the strings and ear candy around it. And You're My Sweet Delight, I kicked off Intimate Pleasures with You're My Sweet Delight because every CD for me tells a story. You're Mm -hmm. My Sweet Delight was how I wanted to kick this story off on Intimate Pleasures. And uh, we feel like it was a, a, a great cut. And uh, the guys really did a phenomenal job in nailing this thing for me. And it's a smooth track, and it, it, it gets you in the mood as well. All right. Well, thank you again for the interview. I really appreciate it. And thanks to Paulette um, as well for the referral. Thank you again, Paulette. I appreciate that as well. Guests in the chat room, Ollie J, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate that. Um, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen, and I look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Thank you again, Zamil. This is your my thank you for having life. Me. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz. And visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.